Tanya for the first, the, Tanya for the 20th of other Rishon. But first a story. There was a man who was a jokester. He'd make jokes continuously. His life was very difficult. He was very, very poor. And he had no food. But he would make jokes. And he was always happy. He was always um, um, joking around and making silly comments, etc. And But at some point, his wife started running out of, out of steam. The house had no food. And she, she started making it miserable for him, telling him, you know, you need to, you need to get money. And he didn't know what to do. He couldn't, he couldn't get any more money. And so he decided to make, him, make, make his way to Pinchas of Cards to ask for advice. And Pinchas of Cards told him like this. He said, you have to stop the jokes. And as soon as you stop the jokes, your financial situation will get better. And he explained. He said, let me, let me, explain, to, let me explain to you how this works. Every year, the amount of money a person is supposed to make is determined that Rosh Hashanah. But the truth of the matter is, it's not really the amount of money that a person makes. It's not determined this person is going to have this amount of, amount of grain, this amount of, amount of coins, etc. It's determined how much enjoyment he's going to have. And Rupinachas of Karis explained to this man, you're wasting all the enjoyment on your joking, and that's stopping you from getting your money. Because that, that level of enjoyment could either be in money, or that could be the currency, or the currency could be in jokes. You're wasting it through having all the jokes. It's a very deep story. In today's Tanya, we're getting towards the end of chapter 30. And the objective is for a person to make himself sensitive again. He's, he's become desensitized and he doesn't know why. If he knows it's because of joy, well, that was already chapter 29. And the Altar gave a whole bunch of reasons and, it, and, and got rid of all the excuses a person could find not to be joyful. But now he says, I don't know why I'm desensitized. I just don't feel any, anything in my brain. I don't feel anything in my heart. No love towards God. How do I fix it? The Altar says, you must have Timtamalev, this desensitivity. And what you need to do is you need to make yourself humble. By making yourself humble, you'll be able to start some, feeling something again. And the way to make yourself humble is to, humble is, is based on, on um, um, contrast. If you're in a room full of a very, let's call them weak people, you won't feel very humble. If you're in a room full of very great people, well, you'll start to feel very humble. It's based on who you're comparing yourself to. That's how, that gives the context to the humility. And the Altima says, well, this is easy. All you need to do is just realize that you're truly lower than everyone else. The Mishnah tells you to be more humble than, be lower than everyone else. And that's actually the truth. And the way to do it is to realize that everyone else's struggle is so much um, greater than yours, and therefore all your accomplishments and all your greatness is nothing because everyone else is going through a much harder test than you, and therefore you might feel elevated over other people, but in truth, your hustle is not as great as anyone else's hustle. Now let's continue on the same topic. Also, not just in the positive, that you're not hustling as hard, but also you're not keeping away from evil as much. A person could do some deep thinking and realize they're not refraining from evil as much as they could be. But the simple guy in the street is he's doing a better job of refraining from evil. And yes, he might be doing a lot more sins than the person that's doing the accounting, but it's about the spectrum. That person where he's holding could think to himself as much as i'm able to am i hustling on such a level like this poor this guy on the street who's a dreadful human being seemingly he's hustling for himself so much further than i'm hustling for myself says this should, should say this person to himself 
Chanis Galalkin, going like Hafsa Bems with Sichanoi, or Sipu Bims Havere. A person could think to himself, practically speaking, he says, listen, and when I'm in the middle of gossiping about someone else, do I stop myself? This is a connection to the story. When I'm, when I'm um, saying a story about someone else's um, downfalls, do I actually control myself? If a person starts to think about practical examples, about where he's really not in the driver's seat as much as he's supposed to be, he can start finding deep humility when he starts to realize he's not really hustling all that much. And the guy in the street who might not be on such an elevated level as him, at least he's working a lot harder. He's he's going from one to ten, and this guy's gone from ten thousand stayed at ten thousand. But even a very light insult, even if it's the truth, even for a person to redeem himself again, connected to the story, controlling the enjoyment a person has by by speech. We have incredible joy by speech. A person needs to work out: Am I really? controlling myself in this area am i really improving am i hustling in this particular area and there's a story that i'll bring down can you do the armor of shimla of rabina kadish rabina the rabbi huda nazi had two sons one of the sons was named rabbi shimon and rabbi huda once chastised him about something that he wrote and he defended himself he said well hold up it wasn't me love on the castle you he said, it wasn't me. Yehuda the tailor is the one that wrote the thing that you, you found objectionable. His father, Rabbi Yehuda Nasser, wasn't impressed. He said, he said to him, keep yourself away from slander. Even though he was completely defending himself, he should have said nothing. Rabbi Yehuda Nasser said, don't throw someone else under the bridge. Shimon, his son, was an incredible tzaddik. But the point was, Rabbi Yehuda Nasser was teaching us a lesson. That even, in, even in speech, when you're dealing with perfect people, they still, there's a way to keep hustling. There's a way to keep improving. These things, these situations occur very frequently where a person has the opportunity to remove himself from evil, even in very subtle, small areas, and he could hustle a little more. And the question is, is he? And if he's not, he could say, well, hold on, I'm not really that great after all. Even if I might be living a very perfect, a very, a very good life, I'm not really that accomplished because I'm not really hustling at all. Especially when it comes to making yourself holy with things that are permitted. When things are permitted, people say, well, listen, I'm allowed to eat it. It's a steak. It's kosher. There's all the ashkachos all over it. That's good. The question is, do you need it? Do you need to have it? Is, is this something absolutely necessary for you to indulge in? And that's where a person can make themselves holy by saying, you know what, I'm not going to. I don't need it. I won't eat it. Which is actually a method of, of, from the Torah to refrain from things even that are permitted to you. You should be holy. And you make yourself holy. The Torah talks about Jewish people making themselves holy. What is that talking about? It's not talking about doing regular mitzvahs. It's talking about finding opportunities where things are permitted to you and saying, you know what? I'm going to refrain. I'm going to separate myself from it, even though it's permissible. And even of the opinion that says that this is not a, a, a mitzvah from the Torah, this is only this idea of making yourself holy, keeping away from things that are still permitted to you, is not actually a min It's not actually biblical law. Nonetheless, it's a law of the rabbis, and the rabbis' laws are more strict. A person needs to take them with more intensity than the actual laws on the Torah. All of these things, the, the things mentioned over here, keeping away from evil, not talking negative against people, um, um, not even defending yourself to, to vindicate yourself, 
if it's going to slight someone else or keeping away from things that are permissible but just unnecessary. These things are things that people step all over with their feet. People are not careful with them because, hey, when, show me the day where it says such a thing and therefore they just get themselves out of it. The gamnasika heta, and because a person keeps on doing it so many times, it becomes like it's permissible. When it, once a person does something a bunch of times, like the author is going to later on say, Nigaz of Kodesh, a person does these things a bunch of times, it suddenly becomes okay, this is, this is completely fine. In summary, the Alter Rebbe is in the middle of this discussion of chapter 30, and the Alter Rebbe is telling us like this if a person has desensitivity and he's not feeling his mind and his heart connected to God, the best way to do it is to take a person and to Force humility into him. And how does a person force humility into himself? By giving himself contrast and saying, yes, I might be a great person. And all the people around me seem to be way weaker than me. Nonetheless, they're hustling so much harder in spite of the fact that their Yetzirah and, and animalistic soul is so much worse than mine. Their locations where they hang out is way worse than me. And how hard am I struggling? Yes, I might be more advanced than them, but my hustle is not as great as theirs. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Tanya's the latest for Shoshana by Yochan. You shall learn from the Telephone to Chasar Archer. And Elizabeth Lane and anyone else that needs a full shlem have a wonderful and very successful day. And thank you so much for joining.